The Legends of Earth, Chapter 8, Tarsa Damn. Inwardly, Jake felt a sense of resignation setting in. A military takeover, colonizing pre-space humans, an underground resistance movement. He had hoped to stay disconnected with Tarsus' politics, but it seemed like some kind of involvement was inevitable and fast approaching. Before I join your mission, he said to Hagaro, one thing's still bothering me. What interest do the Telos have in my ship? Why shouldn't I just go to them for a resupply? Solar sails are a rare piece of technology these days. Even less likely is finding someone who knows how to operate them. This seemed reasonable enough to Jake. As knowledge of the old systems faded, ancient technology had sometimes become extremely valuable in the solar economy. If the Telos realized his ship possessed solar sails, there was a good chance they would confiscate them, and him, in the hope of reverse engineering them. Generally speaking, Jake felt he could trust Hagaro. The strange-looking, six-limbed humanoid was, apparently, a native of Tarsa, someone who would have been present before the fighting broke out in this portion of the solar system. There were also very few people who knew about the T-class spaceships these days, and the fact that Hagara knew so much might even suggest that he was connected in some way with Jake's own mission. Have you heard of the myth of the Taurus? asked Hagaro. The name of the myth evoked an image in Jake's mind. An ancient ship, lost in space, traveling at sub-light speeds in an unknown orbit. It went by other names as well. The Daedalus, the Green Comet. It was a ghost ship. I know the myth, Jake replied. What does it have to do with your resistance movement? The Taurus is the destination. I need you to find them and deliver something. And how the hell do you expect me to do that? There was an uncomfortable pause. We haven't figured that part out yet. As the myth had it, the Taurus was a ship from the ancient civilization, built long ago when the Solar Empire was in its prime. Its purpose and its orbit were unknown, perhaps ever-changing. Rumors of the ship were constantly cropping up, from pilots who reported to have seen or encountered it. Of course, these reports were highly unreliable, since some pilots claimed an encounter every time a strange light went off on the dashboard. Nonetheless, Jake thought the existence of the ship was entirely possible, even probable, given the similarities between the pilots' descriptions. They all seemed to agree about a long trail of radioactive material and other emissions following the object. The reports often described a brief flash of light, followed by an expanding green-tinted trail which interfered with their instruments. Besides this, any pilot who traveled the solar system these days was likely to encounter the remnants of the old civilization. Ruins, artifacts, ancient hazards, it was unavoidable. Listen, said Agaro, we have reason to believe the Taurus has had dealings with Tarsa in the past. This got Jake's attention. How so? I can explain, but first we need to make a delivery closer to home. Are you with me? Jake was still uncertain. Just one thing, that story about the sentient prisoners, was that real? Hagaro chuckled. <laughs> Not at all. I just wanted to look at your ship. Relieved, Jake nodded. 
All right, let's do this. Yas, peering out from behind the counter, beckoned the other three. Hagaro, Jake, and the other green-skinned humanoid, who had been listening wordlessly to their conversation. Still behind the counter, they gathered round. Yas said, We need to get to the meeting place, preferably without running into any patrols, since they might be suspicious of Jake. The stealthiest route goes outside. Until then, just try not to look too much like yourself. Thanks, thought Jake. That's really helpful. Yas was drawing a map on a small piece of paper, which he handed to Jake. We'll split up to avoid attracting attention, and meet again at the exit. Here's how you get to it. The map was a tangle of passageways and tunnels. Good luck! The three humanoids vanished into the crowd beyond the shop. Jake was hyper-conscious of his appearance. As the only pre-space human in the crowd who was not a telos, he stood out horribly. He realized now just how lucky he was to have avoided being questioned by one before now. Stepping outside the shop, he started off in the direction Yas had indicated, trying to stay as inconspicuous as possible, and watching closely for any telos in the area. After a moment, he realized that he could blend in well by walking amid groups of the six-legged humanoids, who were all taller than him. Relaxing his guard a little, he took a moment to look more closely at this bizarre underground city. The path he was on, he realized, was actually a walkway, set into the side of a larger shaft that reached down into the depths of the asteroid. All along the shaft's side, open caverns had been carved into the rock. Each layer down, it seemed, was a bustling marketplace. The streets were connected to one another by transports that moved along wire tethers suspended above the dark shaft. Every so often, some kind of vehicle would wind its way between the cables, working its way up or down, seemingly independent of gravity. Turning down several corridors, Jake moved away from the shaft. He was now in another cavernous passageway that slanted down towards a series of buildings set into the wall. Dwelling places, he thought. Reaching the end of the hallway, he turned into another tunnel, this one poorly lit. Making his way forward, he pushed through a crowd of a new kind of humanoid he hadn't seen before, tall and muscular with a kind of shell-like plating over their arms and shoulders. Momentarily distracted, Jake almost didn't notice a group of three telos headed directly towards him through the crowd. A jolt of fear clenching his gut, he quickly tried to sidestep into a dark doorway. This was met with failure because another of the shell humanoids had already been standing there. Rebounding off its shoulder pads, Jake stumbled directly into one of the passing telos. Turning, it said, Watch where you're going. Before Jake could vanish into the crowd, one of its friends had placed a hand on his shoulder. Hello, you're not from around here. Did you come in recently? Jake's mind was racing to come up with a reply. He settled on, uh, Yes, just yesterday. Did you file for identification papers? The telos had short brown hair and blue eyes. He was slightly taller than Jake. Yes. We'll have to take you to the docking bay. Travelers aren't allowed out of the hangar until they have identification papers. Something about the thing's manner was strange. Jake had met humans from the original lineage before, those who had established societies before humanity's phenotype began to blur. Jake himself had a lineage that was mostly pre-space human. He couldn't put his finger on what exactly was different about this one. 
Something about him caused chills to run down Jake's spine. At that moment, something moved in the corner of his eye. The two telos standing beside the one directly in front of him abruptly collapsed. The third telos whirled around to be confronted by several of the large shelled humanoids standing around them in a semicircle. A cuff to the head sent the final telos sprawling on the ground. Graham, you must be Jake, said one, extending its hand as the unconscious telos were dragged away. The other shelled humanoids on the street seemed not to have noticed anything unusual. Where exactly are you trying to get to? asked Graham. Wordlessly, Jake handed him the map. Graham considered it for a moment, then nodded. Ah, there's a much better way to get there. Streets are not safe for travelers. Follow me. Ducking into yet another dark doorway, Jake followed Graham through a narrow hallway. They came to a dark stairwell, with a ladder that reached to the ceiling. Climbing up the ladder, Graham displaced a large grate and clambered into the hole. Jake followed, finding himself in a low-ceilinged tunnel. Here the air was instantly colder, and the rocks around him had a sharp texture, as though freshly chiseled. Close to the surface now, Graham mentioned. Almost to the exit hatchway. Taller than Jake, Graham was moving forward on hands and knees. Jake could get by by bending mostly double while he shuffled forwards. Up ahead, Jake heard the sound of another grate being shoved aside. Graham's shape disappeared to be replaced by a small square of light. Climbing out of the hole on a ladder, Jake found himself in a small chamber with hatches on either side. The two green-skinned humanoids from the shop were already there. Yas was opening one of the hatchways. He beckoned Jake inside. Through the hatchway was what appeared to be an entrance to a small dwelling. Inside, seated on cushions, were a motley assortment of humanoids, all the types Jake had identified before now, excluding the telos, as well as a number of new ones. Jake counted 17 individuals in total. They were having a heated discussion, which ceased when the four entered. A tall, gangly humanoid of a type Jake hadn't seen before stood up to beckon them inside, indicating that they should sit together in a corner with several open cushions. Ah, yes, we heard there was a new arrival. We are greatly honored by your assistance. There's still one more coming, Yas mentioned, looking slightly worried. 